This is John Barnett. And this is Terrence J. Welcome to Generational Curse. How you doing, Terrence? I'm doing well, man. We we uh got a special guest on here. A special guest? How you doing, bro? I can't complain, man. My son is back from uh Louisiana. Oh wow, that's right. And the hurricane, he said, didn't touch where they are, were. So all is well. Man, I, I got to have your son travel with me more often. <laughs> Lucky charm. Lucky right. charm. That's right. So we did a um, podcast called Gen Z and Racism. And Terrence was like, we need to have a Gen Z on. So Blair Coleman is yes. representing the entire nation. That's why I'm excited. Of Generation Z. We got a Gen um, Z. Not the sure. scariest generation <laughs> in the, the world. Entire generation. <laughs> um. So Blair, we will let you tell the people who you are, what you're about, what you do for a living, maybe even some goals, and then we'll jump into some of the topics. Okay, um, I'm Blair Coleman. I just graduated May 2020. Great time to do that. Um, um, in technical communication, so I'm a technical writer. I currently do that. Um, and then I also in an, uh, am an entrepreneur. So I started a web design, web development, brand development business. Um, and I've had four or five clients, a couple pro bono jobs. Full, full disclosure, we're one up. So <laughs> check the website out, generationalcurse.net. It is wonderful. Wonderful. She does Excellent. good work. Yes. Yeah, so um, I would say that's a little bit about my work. Um, about me, I like to read. I like to learn, educate myself. I I like experience. So I like um, I I place a lot of value on experiences as opposed to possessions to say Mm -hmm. um so like i would prefer to spend money on a trip somewhere than spend money on like something that's just gonna sit in my apartment um overall some goals overall growth is just financial independence debt-free living and just the fire movement you part of that i wouldn't say i'm part of it but i do agree with a lot of Um, what they're fighting for in terms of financial independence and freedom. Fill me in on that. What's the fire movement? What is the retire retire early? early. The FI, I forget what it is. Financial independence, independence, retire retire early. early. Yeah. Millennials in there. Yeah, that's a millennial thing. (laughs) Actually, right. I I mean, I knew about it, but I didn't know it was called the fire. Yeah, called the fire movement. Yep. It's I'm not setting sure about me on fire because <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew about it before, but uh, yeah, I want my pockets burning. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna jump on in, then, Terrence. I don't know if you have a hot subject you want to deal with, but uh, we'll let the millennial lead because the Gen X has his cannons ready. Gen Z's gotta represent today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We'll try. <laughs> now, because I, I, I do know that you do not represent all Gen Z, but however, you are one and you're part of, uh, I mean, in today's society, you're part of the movements in which Gen Z, you know, got going on. But I just want to, what what is Gen Z? I know when we did our last episode on uh, Gen Z and um, 
gener- uh, Gen Z and racism. I couldn't find any, um, what is it, curses, right? I mean, I yeah. see some curses, but I couldn't find any. But can you um, elaborate on some pros and cons about being a Gen Z? Because okay. we, we're considered, millennials are considered lazy. Well, I would I would point out that Gen Z is still developing. So, like, I'm the oldest of us at 24, and the youngest is 14. It might be 13, 13, 14. When were you born? 97. Okay. I think that's the, that's like, that's the, the kickoff. Yeah. Yep. It's literally the oldest you could possibly yeah. be in BGN. 2012, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that is to say that we're fairly young, so we're still developing. You can't really see the the curses, so to say, because you can't see us as adults. Mm. Mm. Um. So all of the things that we are living through right now are more of the things that our families have given to us as opposed to what we are doing. Yes, some of us are doing things now, like I'm 24, so I'm an adult. But, you know, there's lots of us that are still developing and shaping the vision of what Gen Z is. So so you're so you said some things that your parents have given to you. So I I want to I want to ask this question because it's probably coming up for later. Um so what is it that your parents have given to you? Are you is Gen X are are they your parents or who's your parents? I know millennials aren't. Oh no. Um well, you could say millennials are maybe the younger well, if they had kids really young, the younger Gen Z um parents. Yeah, but fun. for me, right. the older Gen Z, my dad's a boomer <laughs> and my mom is Gen X. So, that's okay. Gen X boomers if they waited, but mostly like Gen X. Wow. Yeah, boomers messed up this country. Uh, mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. No. <laughs> <laughs> so did they mess up? Did, so did the boomers mess up your household? No. Okay. All right. I would say <laughs> I would say for the most part, um, my experience is fairly unique for my generation. Because the family started decomposing in the 60s, you know, and it just got worse. Like I have a what you could call, quote unquote, traditional household mom and dad, not divorced. Um, I have a younger sister. It's a typical like white picket fence, family Mm -hmm. of four, Mm. you know, had a dog (laughs) kind of setup, (laughs) and not a lot of people my age group has that. Um, What's the norm? Almost all of my friends have split parents or parents that were on the road to being split when we were growing up. Is this across racial lines? It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. It's just. Yeah. Like one of my best friends when I was in elementary school, she lives with her grandparents. Um, her mom was sick and her dad divorced and they were separated completely. Um, and her day to day life was at, with her grandparents and another friend Divorced, divorced. <laughs> like a lot of them were divorced or split. Um, so, but I do have a significant number of friends that have two parents together. But those are people because that I gravitated towards because we're similar. Okay. So, all right. Well, let's get into the. Let's take the gloves off, man. It's time to 
What you got for? Why are y'all so scary? Mm. <laughs> what <laughs> is it about that we couldn't? If we can't find any curses, but people are saying that this is the most feared generation that exists right now. Right. May, maybe this might be my own words, but it might be the most feared ever. So what is so scary about Gen Z that's causing? It's probably the boomers initially <laughs> that's fearful, but it may trickle down through. <laughs> Do some X and <laughs> <laughs> so help us out. What well, what's going on? Well, I would say that um, Gen Z is more likely. I feel like we're more likely to say we want something change and change it. Okay. So, by force. Yeah, by any so means necessary. Convert or so die, basically. Not necessarily convert or die. So, for example, say something needs to be changed. You know, my personal approach would be to try to convince you to change it. Mm. But if you're not going to change it, I will do something to get me out of that situation into a situation I want to be. Whether that okay. is firing you somehow okay. or be, moving beware, to a different Gen X, area. Beware. Moving to a different area or developing my own thing that okay. will eventually overcome your thing. You know, what about take it by force? Take it by force. Me personally, Not I you, but wouldn't. But Jen, will Gen Z, Z be I more likely? I see those tendencies. Were like, they the ones <laughs> throwing the Molotov cocktails last year? At the was it pretty much younger? I don't think so. You I sure feel about like that? I feel like that behavior. <laughs> I don't know for sure because I didn't look at those stats. But I feel like a lot of that behavior was other groups joining a particular cause in yes. muddying the waters because the reality is what we've seen in this country repeatedly is no one wants anything to change. Even if they say they want change, they don't really. And so if you even discount it a little bit, then, you know, they're valid. So for example, to... if someone was shot to death, by a police officer, if you found anything in their past that said, oh, they shoplifted a piece of gum when they were 10, they would be like, well, then he deserved it. And they mm. wouldn't say it out loud, but that would imply like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. he's a thief. I, I, he needed to be shot. No, right. not the case. But like, so they I feel say like that, that was, is that what you're saying? I feel like it was muddying the water. They would imply it. I can see that. Um, but the last episode we had again, uh, about racism and Gen Z, uh, that was one of the things I mentioned is, you know, like you said, convert or die. You know, but I brought it out. It's like, you going to do it? We going to make you do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's scary, man. It is that's scary. scary. Well, is. you also have to think about, for the most part, there is a moral code there. So as long as you are doing right by others mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about the convert or die as much <laughs> but like the whole issue that's been coming up lately um the me too movement and all of those things around holding higher standards for people getting away with sexual assault and things okay they're losing their jobs they're getting thrown in prison they're doing those are things that they've been getting away for before us Right. You right. know, I'm not saying that's all Gen Z because we're still underage for the Let most part. Let me ask part. this question. That I don't mean to cut you off, but this just I got to get this out of my head. <laughs> if a man cries sexual assault from a woman, what does Gen Z do? Do they say, 
oh, he deserved that? Or are they saying, no, we had to protect his rights too? Um, I would say that one characteristic of Gen Z is that if enough people agree with one sentiment, it's easy for you to turn the waters. So if enough people say it could be the wrong opinion, Mm -hmm. um, but enough people say it, more people will gain that opinion because they they're not going to do their own research on the matter. So it really depends on the circumstances. If he was framed up to be some good guy, then maybe we would be like, oh, that's wrong. She did him wrong. But if he was framed up to be a bad guy, they'd be like, he deserved it. Or, so it sounds like if the popular opinion. Yeah. that's I, Oh, that's one curse. <laughs> okay. Popular opinion. Popular, popular opinion, opinion. Shapes Gen Z. uh Outcomes? Yeah, and some, I I would say in a lot of areas, I've seen that for sure. Mm. Um, And it's just like, it's it's easy to lead on a certain topic. There are a lot of people who are educated (laughs) and do their research, but if you manipulate popular opinion enough, Whoever is most popular in the opinion is whoever's right. That, and that's dangerous. That, that, and that's what we spoke about last time. It is dangerous. Uh, we put up a clip um, about racism. A young Caucasian girl confronted her parents about racism. I don't know if you've seen it. It was on TikTok. Mm-mm. Well, she was asking her dad, you know, and mother about questions dealing with racism. And she was re- secretly, I don't know if it was secret, but she was recording them, but didn't show their face. But he was like, I work down in the ghetto and they're lazy. Like <laughs> he was going in on, them. but she recorded it and made it public. So what I'm saying is that popular opinion could have this man lose his career yeah. or whatever. And more than likely if he was found out, yeah, he was gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there, here's the issue. And that sense, he probably wouldn't have run his mouth like that if he was in public. Exactly. So in that sense, that's a private conversation that she shouldn't have shared, and I'm glad she didn't show his face because that would have only hurt him. That's not the whole point. A lot of people with this most recent movement have been saying, like, this is your responsibility to talk with others. And it, I would like to say a lot of the white or non-minority allies are really having those conversations with their family members. That's important. And it needs to be done in private. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way I would say, you know, someone needs to be exposed in public is if they're doing something in public, like the lady who tried to call the cops on a guy who was just walking. Yeah, <laughs> You know, she got recorded, she lost her job, and they made a whole law and named it after her about what punishment you would get if you do that in the future. That's important. That's what needs to be done. Uh, let, let me ask this because you brought out again <clears throat> being recorded. <laughs> so are, we're starting to hear some things. Yeah, Terrence. yeah. So, so are do you think smartphones are destroying your generation? No. What about social media? Social media, it depends on how you use it and how on how it hurts or helps you. Social media is a powerful force that can be useful. And we use it for good all the time. Can it be weaponized? Uh, 
you could argue that it's weaponized. Someone could, their whole life could be destroyed by the wrong post or a misunderstanding. So you could and argue the, the that Gen it's weaponized. Do that more? Yeah. Are they, are they more inclined to tweet somebody's issue? Yes, because, you know, I feel like those things wouldn't have to happen if people did what they were supposed to do in mm. the institutions that are already currently existing. The like fear is ex- coming, Terrence. <laughs> like, for example, example with um, police brutality. Okay. That has been happening in this country for a long time. Yes. But it's not, it wasn't as known then as it's known now to the vast public. And the only thing that changed was recording it. I would agree. And posting I would it. agree with that because the Rodney King... Uh, I'm sure you've seen that on YouTube. Have you seen that Mm-mm. Rodney King beating? I don't. I don't look it up. I don't like it's. To see uh, it. It's on the same level as George Floyd, except it's a lot more pain. Yeah, he, he lived. He he. Uh, yeah, and he lived. But he was. I don't know how he lived. But it was on. <laughs> I don't know if somebody had a camera or if it was the news recording it. But it. It did get international attention, but social, if social media was around then, because they ended up rioting later after the, they let the police go, all of them that mm-hmm. were beating this. And there is no way that any of those cops should have got off. They were, he was in a fetal position, you know, which means I give up, I'm done. In some cases, it means I'm going to die. Right. And they were Billy clubbing him, kicking him, all kind of stuff. If social media was around then, it there would have been, been a nationwide firestorm, but instead it was just more people upset, and right. there's probably some little. I do one better. On. If Gen Z was around then, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it would, it, that's what I'm saying. That's. <laughs> it's just a lot of the issues that Gen Z is dealing with are issues that have been snowballing for previous generations, and now we're going to have to deal with the aftermath. So, give me top three. What Gen Z perceives have been. Snowballing, people looking the other way. Give me um, top three issues. Well, I feel like it's definitely been exacerbated by quarantine and by COVID. But we'll talk about climate change. Mm. We can talk about the economy, how we're right. trillions of dollars in debt. The government is not doing this or not doing that or is doing something that's not good or something like that. Um, you could talk about how we're... How are we going to get jobs? You know, we're going to be the most educated generation. We're still suffering with unemployment. Why? You know? That's a good question. And then the another, the third thing would be like some of the government and social justice issues that we've been facing for years. Like this is not new. It's just right. now we're deciding like y'all are leaving this world for us. And it's garbage by the time it reaches us, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was reading an article um, <clears throat> for our research dealing with racism, but I came across this one article. It says um, the title was, is climate change, uh, racism, uh, debt, and all the above. Is that causing stress for Gen Z? So can, can you, uh, so when you hear those things, you personally, are you stressed when you hear, you know, climate change and, I mean, we see the storms, the fires in California. We just see, I mean, the, the weather just taking a turn. Um, uh, are these things affecting you in, in some? I would say it definitely is affecting us, but it's not affecting us in the way that you would think. 
So, like, some of the attitude of it is what it is, like, it's happening, you know, and maybe you could argue that some of us are just straight up not preparing for the future in a way that previous generations would or thinking about the future in that way. That's because we're seeing the signs. <laughs> right. But what if it becomes a popular opinion, like you said? I mean, do, do you think, again, you guys would take that by the by the storm and, and force everybody to? <laughs> I think that's already happening. Really? So yeah. climate change, what what would be the main issue? Like, is it carbon footprint? Is it uh, the fossil fuels? You can see a lot of big companies are starting to tote the, you know, we're reducing our carbon footprint by 2050. We're mm. going to be no no carbon footprint whatsoever and blah, blah, blah. That's the reason is because Gen Z is not afraid to straight up not buy from a company. It's completely destroy a company if they're not upholding some of those standards. So you know, and before that wasn't the issue, like if. We're going to get into economics and government mm-hmm. for a little bit. The one downside to capitalism where large companies are owning and are responsible for large things that affect the public, as long as it doesn't lose the money, they have no initiative other than morality to uphold a certain standard. So when when a big issue like something affecting our economy or something affecting thousands of people's lives, as long as it doesn't get pointed back to them, they'll be like, that's someone else's problem. All right, let me give you a real-life example since you use capitalism. (laughs) Okay, over in eastern Ohio, there was a huge oil boom. Now, that is a – previously, it was a very poor area. Now, their wealth has come up. Because the oil companies went in and paid them all this money to drill for oil. Mm -hmm. Now, we know the whole situation with oil. How would Gen Z see that? Because on the one hand, you're actually increasing the quality of life for thousands of people. But on the flip side, there's big oil that's behind it all, which they're going to make the most money. But... um, you know, they're the big culprit in this whole capitalist idea. How would how would that hit, hit Gen Z? It depends on how it's framed initially. To so be if honest, I came with you like if I came like this, if I said, you know, uh, people were dying. Uh, they were because, you know, when, when there's poverty, there's high crime, there's high drugs, there's high all kind of stuff. So if I couched it this way and said, you know, we've reduced rate by. Forty percent, we reduce opioid use by fifty percent. The jails are not filling up. People are actually able to contribute more to society. If I came that way, would that be a better? Would that hit Gen Z and go, okay, I, I, I can see that. <clears throat> I would say maybe at first, but those some of those issues wouldn't be as powerful as using some of the like hot button popular topics. So if you speak on abortions or new laws that have gone against what other people are doing um, that we're fighting for, 
Or you could say you're contributing to the economy in some way, maybe. But those the topics you mentioned, yes, those are issues that we see, but those aren't the issues that Gen Z would focus on a whole lot. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. there's other more pressing issues that you could talk about. And also... For some reason, I don't agree with this. For some reason, there is just an increasingly growing disdain for anyone with too much privilege, especially when they're not clearly giving back. So even if you were dirt poor and then you got rich like that, they would see that as... Yeah, uh, if maybe. if those people, if even one person who was in that community decided to do something excessive or flagrant mm-hmm. with their money and they posted it on social media, public opinion would be against them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even drive my new car, Terrence. No, you cannot. <laughs> no, but I would like to say, I would like to say some of the things that you would see would be someone buying a brand new, super expensive car and then wrecking it in the same video on purpose. So you you see what I'm saying? <laughs> or like during quarantine, everyone is locked locked up and wow. someone goes on vacation <laughs> with 10 of their friends. And yeah. if 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 the news came out that even one of them were sick, canceled the whole career for a long time. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's yes, it is an extreme response, but also some of the things that you'll see our peers do with certain Mm -hmm. things you'll understand like even like going to a whole new country buying a brand new car and then wrecking it you'd be like what are you doing with that you know your response would be confusion that's it's the same um this is i just came across this is pretty deep but blurry uh there were nine characteristics that uh, describe gen z and uh you know Less religious and overwhelmed, lonely, progressive, individualistic. But this one stuck out because blurry. It says, formerly distant lines are now considered blurry. Technology has blurred the lines between home and work, study and entertainment, and Mm -hmm. public and private. Gen Zers have a different experience of family. Same-sex households, working moms, stay-at-home dads, three-parent families, and couples choosing not to have kids. The nuclear family will make up less than a third of all families by 2026. And of mm. course, gender and romantic identities have become blurry as well. So <clears throat> I do see what they're saying here. Of course, dealing with families, that's what this is uh, <clears throat> relating to. But also technology, and you can just throw it across the board. But I do see uh, Gen Xers do have blurred Vision, blurred lines. Traditionally, I mean, Gen X or Gen Z? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Gen Zers. Hmm? Yeah, my bad. Gen (laughs) Zers, blurred. Do you see that in your generation where you guys can't distinguish between? I I feel like I do see that. Um, Especially, but this is also part of growing up. So keep in mind, most of Gen Z is 24 or younger. So those are times where eventually, as you age, you'll have to grow in balance and you get more responsibilities that you do have to balance. But I do see it 
Like a lot of us, if we're working, it's a, a business we started. Hmm. Like a lot of us aren't going and getting the jobs. You no, know? no, and, and I see it. And that's so, another characteristic that you guys are entrepreneurial. So, yes, that, that is true. So in that case, of course, all of those lines around business, pleasure, life is blurred because if you're the one in charge of your own company mm-hmm. and you do it in your free time, then obviously it's going to blur those lines. Um, in terms of family, the family system has already been deconstructed significantly by the time our our generation is coming around and making families and doing those things. So it makes sense that we have a non-traditional viewpoint when it comes to that because a lot of us didn't even have the traditional family. Well, I want to, I mean, yes, that is true. But again, each generation passes down these mm-hmm. curses, but these curses, they begin, they begin to, to get a lot worse, you know? Yeah, they have, it has a different shape. Right. So now when, as we're getting older, you will see like a complete deconstruction of the traditional family. Yeah. A lot of people I talk to don't even want marriage. Yeah, Gen Zer or kids. Uh, Gen Zer was Lil Nas X. You seen that? The video where he's doing a lap dance with Satan. Well, I mean, that, that, <laughs> no, no, no the, the one, the one where he um, uh, basically put on. He, he looked like he's pregnant. Oh, yeah, oh. I saw that. He's still right, yeah, doing yeah. that. Yeah, see, yeah, he walked around <laughs> like he's pregnant. Yeah. So, again, Gen Zers blurred. They don't see what they're doing as far as to this future generation, Gen Alpha. You know, now it's like, how, how can this man get pregnant? You don't know right from wrong anymore, or you don't know what's up from down. You, just just walk. Just, if you born, If you were born today and you came into this world... Would you think everything was normal? Everything that's going on now, you think it would be normal? You think what's normal is what you see. Correct, right. So if my son, or let's just say if I had a baby, she's looking at little Nas, she grows up and looks at little Nas X the whole time, she's thinking that a man is can get mm-hmm. pregnant. But also you have to think that example, he's one person. But if oh, there's a lot of people oh, yeah. are doing <laughs> there's many. those trends, then yeah, it would change social norms Chaz Bono I don't know that name uh, he's well it's a woman that had the transition correct right and she was on Oprah pregnant with the beard and everything yeah 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 yeah, and they were saying this is a pregnant man and men can't get pregnant that's just bottom line they can't (laughs) impossible I'm not (laughs) it's just biologically scientifically, physically impossible. But that's the narrative that they're putting out there. And that was like 10, 15 years ago. Right. So now I've done. Yeah. See, it, that's it, part of down. the, yeah, that's yeah, part right. of the deconstruction of the traditional gender so, norms and family. Let me ask a quick question. This might be the Terrence. I mean, maybe you could, what is a three parent home? What is that? I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of it. This is the first time. Have you heard of three parent home? I've, I've heard about it and seen it. What is like, that? Sometimes. What is it? Like, if if you are co-parenting with someone, you're not in a relationship with that person, but you're co-parenting, and then you end up in a different relationship with someone else, all three of you are parents. Okay, okay. So it's like Alicia Keys, uh, Swiss Beats, and his uh, ex-wife. But they all living together? 
Uh, at one point, some I of think them, they were. Some um, of them would. I said, I think. So I don't know for sure. You know, I, I mean, we are. <laughs> I, won't put the business out there, but and, I think right. they were at one particular time. But now, uh, yeah. I that, would that's say that. That makes sense. That's not oh. dictionary definition. That's what I've, one scenario that I've seen. So, okay. So, Let me just, I've got to talk this through just to make sure I'm understanding <laughs> it. Gen Z? Man A. Mates. Woman B. Mate. They have a child. That's the word you chose to use. <laughs> Man A falls out with woman B, gets with woman C, but they all stay together and raise the baby. That's that's one example. Okay. Okay, for example, my friend just um, gave birth to a little girl. She's so sweet. Her and her man are still deciding whether or not they're going to continue a relationship right. or they're just going to co-parent. Okay. In that situation, my friend is not just going to like not be with anyone else. She already said, you know, she's moving on to, yeah. If, if it doesn't work out with him, she right. will date someone else. She will, you know, and she will make the decision whether or not she's going to bring that person, if it gets serious enough, into her child's life or not. Yeah. Um, and so in those situations where that is happening a lot more frequently, where you're having a baby with someone and they're still wanting to be in their child's life. Yeah. Then you're going to have to co-parent. You're going okay. to have to see that person. I totally understand that. Yeah. And so the three-parent household, it's a lot more common than you would think as long as all parties are being responsible and wanting to be in that child's life, then you're going to have to put up with the other I mean, person a, as a parent. I'm going to keep hanging on this, bro. I'm just... Yeah, because the household, <laughs> that's what gets me. It's that's not, what, it's, yeah, it's, that's it's, it's the, the, the word house. household. I, yeah. I get the whole co-parenting. That makes, you know, yeah. my, my dad and my, and my mother divorced, but three-parent household, that means three people are living in the same house. To me, maybe there's some other definition. Three people living in the same house, raising... Children that at least they all care for. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, that's why I'm, I'm just there, like, I'm thing, move on. But Alicia Keys and her husband, they they did it. Like they they were all in the same house at one particular time. Like I said, I believe that's the last time I heard. But I don't think they are anymore. That's like but, sister wives or something, man. But no, yeah. but also you have to consider our econo- economic situation now. Yeah, like the price of living is yeah. way higher okay. for the type of jobs you can get and get paid for. So. Right. Like me moving out on my own, I could have done it, but it's easier to have a roommate. And say you're a single mom. All right. You're a single mom. You have a couple of friends that, hey, we need another roommate. Those other two people may start helping you parent your child. That could be another situation. No, no, no. <laughs> that that could be another situation. I understand what you're saying. Look, if, if they're close, it. yeah, it's it's not traditional, and That's so for sure. it's not traditional. So it would be something that would shock you, but um, in the grand scheme of things, like people are more flexible than you think. If it works, they're not gonna, you know. <laughs> so the 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 moral component is just kind of. Put aside, like I wouldn't say that it's a moral issue, but I'm saying it's a response to what 
has already happened. All right, man, I'm going to give you like, a scenario. It's not like anyone's sitting here dreaming about having a three-parent household. Yeah, but they just fall into it's it. It's something that just happens. Maybe some are. Circumstances. <laughs> like, I have not met one person who says, you know, my dream is to be a stay-at-home mom and have two husbands. That's not... I feel like if, if we're talking about three-parent household, it's not talking about polygamy necessarily, but that is that's something where, that's growing. Like polyamory, mm-hmm. poly whatever. They literally are like, we're good with this. You know, I, I've seen – see, here, here's what happens. This was in my mind. This is what I'm thinking happened. This is why, you know, I've watched some of those shows. The, the uh, <clears throat> My wife and I watched something about cults or something, and there was the uh, – oh, it was uh, like Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the guy. But he, he had all these women, man. They were one of one of his wives was twelve years old or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've been if, if we're gonna go there, they've been doing this for a long time. Right. Then you could argue that it's not <laughs> a Gen Z problem. This, that's true. I I agree with you. But okay, here here's this I can see this happening. I can see man A, man A twenty five, buffed <laughs> woman woman B twenty three. She's also, you know, Kirby. Cut. Coke bottle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they fall in love, so-called. They have a child. Okay? They they explode. Woman B gets with another buff man. But he's falling hard times. And, <laughs> hey, why don't you come live with us? Let's save some money. Now, both have been active with this woman. Do you think man A is going to leave thinking, oh, everything's great. No. <laughs> They're at home reading. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're cleaning up the house. No, man. No. That This is why my mind, it's probably a Gen X thing. I'm just like, somehow I see this turn into some crazy possible love triangle type I'm not murder say- thing where... <laughs> I'm not going to say that's not a concern, but I'm just going to say, in general, with the dating climate, the way it is, and marriage being something that's not as common, it's not going to be like the same bonds. Even though they got together and they had a kid, they weren't, if they weren't married, that's not the same situation. Say she starts dating someone else, but she's still a roommate with the first guy, and the other guy moves in because he's falling on hard times. Yeah, that... That is something that I've seen. Like my friend just it. is about to do that in a month, you know. And really, so your f- friend is female. Yeah, she does not have a kid. She doesn't have a kid, but she's about but to move she, in. She, yeah, she's with one person, and her friend's her man's friend is moving in, and she she talked to him for a little bit before and she the, got and with the other woman is current. cool with that. It's. Two men and one Two woman. Two men and one woman. This is nuts. <laughs> but they're not together. Man, I'm looking the at... The thing is, the lines are blurred, but as long as... Mm-hmm. Like, from what I see, as long as you don't... Aren't actively and currently sleeping with them, no. like, they, they'd they say it's okay. Now, me personally, I wouldn't <laughs> no, mess with all I, that. I, That's I, too Mary, much drama. Hallelujah. Well, here we go. We got Mary Crumpton. Mary is a woman who began exploring her sexuality at the age of 29. She came to find out that 
what she was attracted to the most was polyamorous relationships, which means she is interested in being in a relationship with more than one partner. And she currently has a husband, a fiance, and two boyfriends. <laughs> no, it's, it's just no Five joke. people, man. Yeah. So no. I, yeah. So that. I, yeah. That's oh, a. Wow. That's something that's gaining more <laughs> I traction. Why, yeah. Today. I, I know that's that's so. And Gen Z is just totally. See, we at least have some type of compass in our head that goes. Because I'm sitting there thinking, if let's just say me and my wife, okay, because we actually have let people live with us, stay with us, right? Right. A woman with children, okay, but. Yeah, you're helping her out. Yeah, you're yeah. helping her out. Right. <clears throat> that was a temporary thing, you know, mm-hmm. and everything was made clear. There's <laughs> boundaries. You can't be walking out looking any kind of way, you know, because uh, there are going to be problems. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm married with kids. She was formerly married, had children. Her and my wife were friends, all right? This situation you're talking about, they're all single. They're all single. I just can't see where, you know, maybe she accidentally walks out the shower, you know, and the other guy, he happens to, I don't, <laughs> I just can't see how this don't end bad, man. No, I, no, it's it, it, There's no that. guarantee it's, it's that it won't end bad, but I would, I would say that relationships are just a lot messier than it is for your generation. Your generation is all like most of you aim for a traditional setup. Yes. Where you're getting married. Yes. And you're having kids. Right. But our generation is kind of removing those boundaries. Marriage isn't the goal. Having kids isn't necessarily the goal. But through their living, they end up with kids. Okay. And, you know, so what is the goal relationally? I mean, what what is the is that just we just want to be together? I mean, there's just it, I I feel like some of us are getting married, but most of us aren't. Most of us are in messy situations and messy relationships, and they're not necessarily fighting to get out of them. <laughs> and mm. so, because of that, a lot of people are stuck in limbo and like. And I say that saying, like, a lot of people that I'm talking with, they've been seeing somebody for a year, and it's backwards. It's backwards, where she's, she drives to him all the time, and they don't ever go anywhere. And mm-hmm. she just goes, and they sleep together, and she leaves. And that's her relationship for a year. That's not a relationship I to mean, me. they don't talk. They don't. Like, they, I like mean, between... the only time they talk is, like, when she's Coming up there, you know, so is that or the hookup culture that I feel like I keep on seeing things like that. Or you, maybe you're living with somebody, you're serious with them, but you've only been talking for six months. You don't really know them. And then you find out that they're doing this and they're doing that. And you have to decide whether or not you're going to stay with them or not. Or I would say relationships and family is going to be very fluid because mm. the standards are messy. The standards aren't the same place they were for your generation where the clear goal, the clear pattern was to go to school and then graduate and then get a job and have kids and get married and all of those things. Those, all those same standards aren't necessarily the goal. Like for some people there are, 
But for others, it's not. And especially if a lot of us are coming out of divorced homes or split parents or single parent households, of course marriage wouldn't be the goal because they saw the ugliness yeah. of what yeah. it could be. All right, I, I want to um, switch a little topics here. Um, <clears throat> deal with education in Gen Z. Are you guys ignorant? I'm looking. <laughs> no, <laughs> Gen Z is. It Don't says, throw the stone at him. Right, right, right. I like messing with him because you know it's competition, right? Who's the goat? Who's the, who's right. the, who's, who's the goat? Who's the greatest of all time? Who's the greatest generation? Of course, millennials. Uh, but here it says Gen Z <laughs> on track to be the best educated generation yet. Is that true? Do you think that's true? I do think that's true. And why? Um. When they say the best educated generation, they're not referring to intelligence. They're referring to the number of us that are actually going through education. But quality of education, what are we studying? You know, (laughs) like, what are we doing with that education? YouTube. (laughs) Or is all that education actually shaping fundamental things that we need to know? Or is it just educating us on things that we don't need to know? Like a lot of. Like, like we're all in my, my friends and my group of friends, we're all in adulthood and a, a common opinion is like, you were preparing us, you know, we look both ways. My sister just said this today, you know, um, she quoted from something on TikTok or something like mm-hmm. we were trained to look both ways before we cross the street. And then you start crossing the street and you get hit by an airplane. That's adulthood. <laughs> You know, like, it's like we were trained for one thing, but like once you get here, it's just like you have to be relearning a whole bunch of things in order to even function as a responsible adult. Um, But I think that's that's supposed to happen because (laughs) no, no, for real, because each generation changes. Um, So in my generation coming up, you know, we were taught to, of course, go to school, get an education, go to college. But in 2008, we had that financial crash and we could not really get jobs mm-hmm. coming out of college. So I graduated in 2004, followed did my four years in college. Oh, here I'm out. Financial crash. Oh, man. Right. Here comes the, yeah, that airplane situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's what happens. But what I'm saying, it's supposed to happen. It's just it's just nature. But how how do you maneuver? How do you change? So millennials, what we start doing is trying to get the bag different. We know we can't, you know, go through our what um, our normal careers in which we want it. But however, we change, we adapted to this generation. So I think ad- was ad- adaptation for you guys might be a little bit different. Yeah, it is. It is different. I mean, we're going into a whole different way of operating with um, COVID reshaping the way mm. we even operate now. That's and that hit me right when I graduated. Airplane. Mm. My last yeah, my last semester in college, I was I was on spring break in Florida and I was having a great time and then I look at the news I'm like, hmm, this is getting pretty serious and then everything shut down. So how so how <laughs> so how are you all adapting because of COVID? You- um that is to be determined. Are you <laughs> collecting checks at home? Collecting Uncle check. Biden, uh, you know, a lot of my, money. <laughs> a lot of my friends went on unemployment and they were fine for a little bit and they saved and now they're 
making moves. Okay. Um, a lot of them spent money on ridiculous things, are now broke, and still don't have a job prospect. And then some of them were just like me. I just steadily applied to jobs for a straight-up year, thousands of applications, not an exaggeration, and finally found something. Hmm. That I'm doing now, but media is saying something different. Media is saying we got all these jobs. Why ain't y'all working, millennials and and Gen Zers? Well, now they're opening up, but like you may have a job. Is it a job that I want to do? Is it a job that's paying me for my time the way I feel like I should be paid? Like those are some of the issues that you could say we're experiencing. But also, if they started a business and they're making more than what you can offer them, that's right. Or also, one um, trend that I was noticing is we'll work the job, but we're expendable to you and you're expendable to us. <laughs> we'll work that job for four months and straight up quit. We'll work that job for two weeks, get our first paycheck and quit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take That's that true. side home bonus <laughs> and I'm gone. <laughs> you know, and those are just some of the uh, – it's a response to the way we have – we're set up currently like you can't expect to treat a group of people a certain way and not get a response that's less than optimal back, mm-hmm. you know? So if you're not going to give us the job security and all those things that we need, we're not going to give you a steady supply of workers. You're going to have to retrain. That's that millennial mentality. Right <laughs> yeah. And it I'm just so continues. So what about uh, Gen X? I mean, do you, when when there was I don't know was there a financial hiccup yeah, we had yeah the right. dot com bubble right 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 so <laughs> jobs are get scarce and all that stuff right mm-hmm. so how did you guys adapt man that's all we do <laughs> <laughs> that's all we do is adapt I mean if you think about it the divorce boom happened in our generation divorce boom yeah okay so a lot of us were raised for the first time without two parents and then we were given the key. And we learned how to watch TV and be raised on that. So you were kind of left hanging. And we're having to reshift now because we're in between the old manufacturing era and technology. We're between guaranteed pensions and nothing or your pension being taken. So people my age are actually rebranding. You know, in their 50s, they're okay. I done figured this thing out now. I got to do me. And so that's just what we're about, man. <clears throat> Finally, we're starting to, the light is cutting on. So, so y'all back to the future. Back to the future, brother. <laughs> and I, I would even d- say um, you're representing from a man's um, perspective, but it's even more like um, popular to discuss from a woman's perspective. Women are actually rebranding more Gen X than men. It's yeah. actually tremendous what's happening. I think that's a sexist statement. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's about to throw it's a rock not. at you. <laughs> it's not. I, I would say it's it's because the role of women is one of the most dictated roles that, like, if you as a man were to do something outside of your role as a man, you wouldn't get the same negative feedback as a woman doing the same thing outside of her role, traditional role as a woman. So, like... I, you know, there's, it's a trend, like, I've watched maybe three or four movies and shows about, like, women who just finished raising their kids, their kids are in college, they try to go back to work, 
and they're just like, you're too old. I don't want to hire you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's uh, discrimination, by the way. Yeah, you know, and they won't illegal. they won't blatantly say it, yeah. but that's the reason why they don't want to hire you or um, things like that. So I feel like it's more of a necessity for women, but everyone is doing it, you yeah. know, for you know maybe the older generations dealing with things like that, and the younger generations. Traditional jobs are just not the goal. Like, there's a whole trend right now all over YouTube um, where they're saying, I don't dream of labor. Where they're, uh, the whole movement okay. is just like, I don't have a dream job because I don't dream of labor. You mm. know, I'm, I'm going to work whatever I need to work to make this dream happen or make that dream happen. But I don't dream of labor. My goal is to not have to work. Okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But, uh, uh, that's not personally my cup of tea. I like work. So, like, the early retirement thing, I'm not sure about that. But, like, financial independence, for sure. Mm-hmm. You mean, like, let me, let me, let's me let clear this up real quick because you about to get stoned. <laughs> <laughs> so, you mean you don't want to work for a company or you, like, you, you want to work for yourself? Um, or you don't want to work for yourself? As a generational, like, Gen X or Gen Z thing. I thought um, you said you personally. Me personally, I always want to be working on something. Right. So you whether want to work that for is, yourself. Yeah, working for myself or working with other people at okay. a company, I don't mind. But I want to be able to say, if I don't like that circumstance, <laughs> I'm out. You're getting up out of there. <laughs> right. okay. You know? And so that's the financial independence thing. I just, uh, I wouldn't work at the same place. Lifeline. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you to get fired. Your boss is. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see this your is point. going live. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see your dude. point. So, we've just got a few minutes left. I want to get on the topic that we discussed about racism. Mm-hmm. Get a Gen Z's perspective. Let's take five, six minutes to what does Gen Z view? How they see racism? Are they seeing racial issues getting better? Are they getting worse? Is it another one of those, hey, you guys have allowed this to go too long and we're about to do something about it. What's Gen Z saying about racism? Um, What I am seeing along those lines is we're not going to continue to fight it the traditional way that others have fought it. Like the marching, yes, that will still be done. Nonviolent, And all of those things. But at the same time, we're identifying with the root causes or root things that can be changed to help fix the situation, and mm-hmm. we're going that route. So, um, so the legal, legal, financial, to- like a lot okay. of a lot of things that around these issues come down to financing. Mm-hmm. Like one example, um, and this is a a less serious example, but um, all the movies that are coming out with a more diverse cast before the casting decisions were made by people who had the money mm-hmm. to pay the people they were casting. The people with the money didn't value diversity as much. So they casted all white people. And I'm not going to say they were racist, but we don't know that, but we do know that they didn't <clears throat> value diversity. So they casted an all non-minority cast. So now, um, let versus me, let me, now let me, people are putting priority on that because they're the people investing 
care about diversity more. Maybe it affects their paycheck or maybe they just personally value diversity more. All right. So now let me throw a different angle at that. Most of the country prior to probably the last 20 years was white, right? Yeah. You had a good chunk of whites and blacks, Hispanics and all that. So if your audience is mainly white, and that's what's paying the bills. Would that be wrong to cast? See what I'm saying? You're playing the numbers. You're playing yeah, the numbers. Yeah, I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm saying that the, that is shifting and changing now. Yeah. And so do they see that as wrong is what I'm saying? Is, is what I just said. If, if the Hollywood exec goes, hey, man, we're not racist, but let's just use, a, let's say, Star Wars. Most of the people, we've done our, our, our market studies, we've done our demographic studies, most of our audience is white. So we're just catering to the audience. We're not telling blacks not to watch it. We're not telling them, but this is just a X's and O's thing. How does Gen Z see something like that? I feel like it's not the casting that's the issue. It's the treatment of people who are trying to of a minority person who's trying to get a job and being discriminated against as the issue. Okay. So if the casting, if the casting is not the issue, um, then say it's a traditionally white story. There's no, like no one's going to be upset about that, mm-hmm. but choosing to go to one story that does have a diverse class and purposely whiteifying it, that's just in bad taste. That's bad. You know, like don't so give me an example. What what uh Oh, one example that was popular and um Netflix did it. Uh there's a show Wings Club that a lot of us watched when we were kids. Mm-hmm. It was specifically a diverse cast. Okay? It was a set of five five girls, I think. I didn't watch the show that much. My sister watched it more. But um there was a black girl, there was an Asian girl, there was a Hispanic girl. Well, like feature-wise, not culture-wise. Mm-hmm. There was very diverse features, and they all had very diverse skills. Like, there was a chick who was in charge of technology and stuff. Right. You know, the Netflix show came out. They were all white. Mm. So they originally And this diverse. is new. This is like this and year. And they changed it to all white. Yeah. That's that's when more of the issues are going to come up or like, OK, so Disney recasted the live action Ariel to be a black girl. So many complaints about that, but it's ironic because of the number of times a minority character was recasted to be a white person. You know, it's ironic that there's complaints over the casting of a black girl as opposed to a white girl. Um, so, so, so is Gen Z ready to force their will on this issue? Is that is that not not the movie thing, but racism? Are they saying Are they saying you guys have had this too long? We're about to change. Move. I I do see we're tired of seeing the same were, thing. Were they throwing the re-ask that question? I don't <laughs> I don't think so. But I didn't. I didn't study it with the intention of finding out the root cause because I, 
in my opinion and in, in several of my friends' opinions, that's not where the problem is. That's a response. Right. So we're is not focused on justified. That's a good question. We're not focused on the response as much as what are we doing that we can actually cause change. So, so a if lot they literally of us are, blew up somebody's building. Yeah. As long as it caused change, would that be seen by Gen Z as it depends. Was there casualties? Was no, the owner that, of the building no. like this somewhere? happened downtown Indy where buildings were destroyed? Mm-hmm. And I do know one of the comments was, well, he's got insurance. <laughs> I, I did hear that. I did read yeah, about that. Yeah, that's a, so. But is that a, in their minds, in a Gen Z's mind, is that, okay, as long as nobody got hurt, he's got insurance. And look now, the laws are starting to change. Is that a justifiable action? You know, me personally, uh, debatable. But, you know, if things aren't changing, something's going to get changed. If if you're not changing it, we're going to change it. Okay. So but when I'm saying what, 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 what we're doing is not necessarily <laughs> violence is not the number one way we're going to change it. Okay. And a lot of us are doing education on finances so that we can put our money where it can cause those changes because like, regardless of anything, money changes things. That is true. Money forces change. It's, it's not just money, though. It's also, like, lawmakers, the people who are going into the politi- political range are forcing some of those changes. Mm-hmm. But also, our current system that is established right now that's ruling um, – our government and, you know, civil issues and things like that, that needs to change. And so we're pushing for change in those areas as well. So it's, it's political, it's financial, it's, but like in terms of response now in order to fix an issue that happened, then I can see how it would turn violent. Like, for example, they were, they were going to get away with that. (laughs) You know, they were going to get it like visually seeing publicly on the news, the officers that murdered somebody in everyone's view all around the world saw it Mm -hmm. and them getting acquitted or getting away with it Mm -hmm. after that, that would be too much because we all saw it. That's ugly. And so, of course, somebody was going to do something ugly in return to fix that. That's not a representation of all Gen Z. And we don't even know if the person who did it was our generation or was your generation or was your generation. Definitely wasn't Gen X. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. Probably had a few millennials in there. (laughs) No, but um, we're getting ready to uh, close out here. Uh, But we got to do our Break the Curse Segment. So, how can we break these curses in Gen Z? Um, I would say the biggest curse to be broken is how easy it is to influence personal opinion mm-hmm. by public opinion. And the easiest way to break that curse is doing critical thinking on your own. Right. But also keep in mind that our generation is 24 and younger. Um, so those are things that you will learn by experiencing a paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. 
Like, for example, I had one opinion my whole life growing up, and then I see something else that is completely against that opinion. I'm like, huh? Hmm. Uh, for example, I was growing up, and my friend asked if I had both of my parents. I was one of the only black kids, and the whole grade, she was asking, like, if my dad was in my life or something like that. And I was like, of course, <laughs> because in my opinion, my norm was having both parents. Right. Her norm was not. She didn't have both parents and she was a white little girl, you mm-hmm. know. And so it wasn't an issue of race. It was an issue of like household. her normal is not having both parents. Right. That was household. Right. So yeah. like that one small incident made me say, oh, that's not that's not everyone's experience. Right. And so it made me more willing to change my um, natural biases and listen and wait for people to tell me instead of assuming. So I would say that as we're growing up, as a generation, some of those things will decrease, but also we have to place emphasis on growing and mm-hmm. and developing our critical thinking skills and being like, hmm. why? And we've already started doing that, asking why. And that's probably why people are being f- fearful because we're asking why to things that maybe your generations have considered normal. Yeah, Because right. it's breaking down because of all the traditions that you grew up with are breaking down by the time they reach us. Now we're asking why for everything. Right, I can we're see back that. in the Y phase. It's like we're toddlers. What about millennials? <laughs> What's that? As far as breaking the curse for uh, Gen Z, what do you see? Oh man, <laughs> as she explained, man, uh, and answered some questions for me. I see that this generation, as far as Gen Z, is the most impatient generation ever. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a result of tech. <laughs> and, and I say that because they have done the research and I had to look it up. I had to type it up, you know, sitting here and I asked, I asked a question, is Gen Z impatient? And it said it should come as no surprise to anyone that Gen, Generation Z is the most impatient generation. This generation is the fastest to hang up on you while on hold. They did research. <laughs> they, you know, they, they do the research. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's what they hate hearing is please hold. So I'm bringing this up because... When it comes to political issues or racial issues, please hold. When it comes to uh, same-sex issues, please hold. When it comes to all of these, please hold. And this generation says, we can't hold. I'm not waiting. We're going to change. Well, hey, can can you just wait for your raise? We, we, we got a raise coming in a year. I can't wait for that. I quit. Because I know I can go fill out you know, uh, applications, send my resume to this, and I'll get the position. So I do see that as a curse. Because, you know, the Bible does say in your patience, possess ye your soul. So patience, I mean, is the best thing that we can have uh, and teach one another in generations. But I do in in each generation. But I do understand that you cannot wait for change because it just won't happen. Mm -hmm. But I would I would even say that to some degree, I relate to the I'm not going to wait for this thing that you're saying it's going to help me change my life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get it myself. Correct. And there's nothing you know? wrong with that. But however, when it comes to being impatient, now you're going to force your way. You know? Yeah, I can see that. You're, you're going to force your way. Generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very impatient. You're going to force your way. And that is so scary and so dangerous because that's what we're seeing now. We're, we're, we're seeing people storm and force their way into the white house. 
We're seeing people. F- that wasn't us. <laughs> well, uh, he was in some of that crowd. Some of it. Well, but what? who was leading that crowd? <laughs> that Boomers. was not yeah, they us. Were Boomers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was not us. That was probably Gen X. Probably Gen X, right? But still, every generation was there. I'm millennials. I mean, we, yeah, we were there. It was well uh, represented. It was well represented. Generation. <laughs> but, but because of that example, um, Gen Z will look at that and says, well, if they storm their way to the White House, we can do as well because we're already impatient. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I see. But what about uh, a Gen Xer coming? I'm what about if, to move to the mountains, bro. You're about to move. <laughs> <laughs> you're feeding into that. I'm loading up the camper, man. <laughs> you're you feeding what, into that fear. What I believe is this. this. This is what I believe. I believe that, and one, one, of, the, one of the purposes for generational curse is to get the generational generations talking mm-hmm. and, and acting on the information. Mm-hmm. The The problem with, with Gen Z is there is an overload of info without the experience to process it. So you can, we, we can just type up here for days, reams and reams of stats and information. And so <clears throat> sometimes when you get a lot of knowledge you tend to think that you're more experienced than you are. And then you get the plane to hit you, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But it's not the job. It's life. It's a marriage. It's a, you know, if I tell you, hey, don't go down that dark alley. Well, studies show that I have a 75% chance of not being molested. But this is at 25%. <laughs> and I've been down that dark alley before, and I got hit. So, I think uh, the glut of info and technology is giving a false experience to younger generations. And then the older generations are not willing to really talk mm-hmm. and put the hand to the plow as far as trying to share their experiences and say, hey, this is what we came up with. You know, m- most of us from Gen X on down have no experience of being beat across the head because we sat in a restaurant to serve whites only. Right. Mm-hmm. We have not, we have no idea what that's like. So we should go talk to the people that do. If we really want to get a good view of racism, most of us don't really know what it's like to go through a depression and not have money, not have food, not have, you know, yeah. some, some are, but I'm just saying as a whole, you know, in America, even people that don't have food can go to a food shelter. Back in the day, people was jumping out of windows mm-hmm. Because they lost everything in a stock market crash. And so you had an entire generation that my grandmother told me they, they cut one sandwich 12 ways. Hmm. Well, we don't, we door dashing. We <laughs> <laughs> food delivery to your house. You have no clue what it's like to not have food and not know where it's coming from. Not in America. No. So we need to go talk to those guys. And those guys need to come talk to the younger folks and go, hey, we can learn from each other. And I think if that starts happening, some of that impatience might fall off. And then some of the older generations might learn a thing or two about why they're impatient. Right. You know, why? Okay. Why won't you wait for that raise or that job promotion or what's the problem? I waited. Look, you know, I would, so. I would also like to mention on those topics. Yes. It's important to know our history and where we come from, but those aren't the issues we're facing right now so discussing previous issues that were worse 
it's kind of like saying, oh, well, you know, you're complaining about going to school today and I used to walk to school. You know, those are, yeah. you know, that typical. Well, here's, the, here's my pushback on that. See, if, if you used to ride in a car to school, you never walked, mm-hmm. and then your car goes out, what do you do? You don't have any experience. You've never walked through a bad neighborhood before. You don't know how to really read people that are coming towards you because mm-hmm. you always was in the car. Mm-hmm. What well, an older generation did walk to school. Now, maybe he says it in an arrogant way, but <clears throat> now it's time to go, hey, man, I got to walk through the hood. Um, I remember you telling me that you used to do that. What should I look out for? You see what I'm saying? There, this younger generation doesn't have that experience. These guys have something that you don't possess. You've got something that they don't possess. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how the turnout of the issue is. At some point, you're going to need each other. Correct. You know, if, if you don't have food, if you've never been without food, what do you do? We dab door dashing. No, the food supply is gone. Go to the folks that know what to do when there is no food. Get it out the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so that needs to be this, and everybody needs to be open. That's the thing. Everybody needs to listen. Mm-hmm. And, and discuss because all of us can learn from each other. That's mm-hmm. that's really that is the the crux of the matter. We can all learn from that's each right. other. That's so. right. You guys heard it here. This is a fun one. I'm glad we had to ask a Gen Z. Ask a Gen Z. <laughs> ask. ask a Gen Z. So next we probably have to ask a Boomer. Uh, yeah, ask a Boomer. We're gonna we're gonna beat them up. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's right. Why did y'all ruin the world? <laughs> <laughs> You ruined my life. <laughs> but before we get out of here, we do want to thank our listeners. Um, pull up the stats here. Give a shout out. Yeah. I don't, I think this is a new one, John. We got St. Laurent, Quebec. Canada. Yeah. Okay. We got Canada. <laughs> That's a new one. That is a new one. That's nice. Shout out to Canada. Thank you. A. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not A. <laughs> we got who else? I seen it. Uh, how do you say this? Man, Manless New York, M A N L I U S. Man, Man Lewis, mm, mm-hmm. Man Lewis, New York. That's the first time we thank you for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, again, as always, continue to do what you do. Like, share. Um, again, if you want to be a guest or if you want more stats and information, you can email me at Terrence J. Um, generationalcurse.net and you can reach John Barnett at generationalcurse.net and remember the uh, the contest if oh, you right. bring us 10 new listeners we'll send you a shirt with mm-hmm. your generational name on it and a nice little slogan that's right and also so. if you um, go to the website I ain't gonna tell you but you just go to the website and um, see our little description down there and then uh, if you listen for the keyword We'll uh, send you a gift as well. But we appreciate you as always. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Now that we got our second video up. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Signing off. This is John Barnett. This is Terrence J. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later.